Welcome to episode 18 of the Become a Media Maven podcast. This one, I'm sorry guys, but it is all about the ladies. This is for all of the successful female entrepreneurs that are listening. I am interviewing another one of us. Her name is Miss Julie Ball, and she is the founder of Sparkle Hustle Grow. Sparkle Hustle Grow is a monthly subscription box just for female entrepreneurs. It is for females who are looking to start and grow a business. And let me tell you, some of the amazingness inside this box that you get every month is perfect if you are starting and growing a business. So I am so excited for you to hear from Julie Ball, the creator of Smart Hustle Grow. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Hey, Julie, thank you so much for coming on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you. I'm seriously wiggling in my seat. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) And last week, we spoke with your subscription box, BFF Jessica, and we heard all about how she started and grew her subscription box-based business. And I told her, I said, next week I'm talking to Julie. And she said, oh, that's awesome because we both have subscription boxes for females, but her story is so different. So I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Yes, very much so. And tell me how you and Jessica know each other. So we met in some online groups, which is where a lot of us meet our kind of our business besties. And then we were both going to this business event called Christy Wright's Business Boutique. Yes, it's she held talked in about ne- that on the podcast. Yes. So I was going to set up as a marketplace vendor because I was in month two of my subscription box business. And that particular event attracted 3000 of my ideal target audience. So why wouldn't I set up at the marketplace? And she and I were just, we found out we were going to be at the same event. And I told her where I was. I said, you have to come up and say hello. We got a selfie to document the first day we met. And then we were going through some of the same kind of challenges and had the same questions because we were both self-taught. We were learning the subscription box industry as we were running it, as we were running our own business. And so we just started to lean on each other and run ideas past each other. And it really became this great friendship and this level of trust where um, every big business decision I make, I run past her and I feel like she does the same. Um, and it just goes to show you too, that we can serve similar audiences. You know, our audiences overlap, but we're not in competition with, with each other. We're lifting each other up. I love that. And I also am very close with people who do the exact same thing I do. Um, they yes. actually, if they're not already on the podcast, they're coming on as guests in coming weeks and People would look at us and say, oh, that's your competition. And I'm like, no, no, no. We help each other out like crazy. Like we help each Mm -hmm. other move forward. I mean, I know I help their clients get in media and they help me if they have a team member who can take on some extra work. I give them some work. So I am a firm believer in collaboration, not competition. Amen. Yes. Okay. So I want to hear about how you started and how you grew. Um, But first, let's talk about 
what you do. It is called Sparkle Hustle Grow, which A, is an amazing name, and B, has the cutest branding and colors, and I love it. And let me tell you how I actually found out about Sparkle Hustle Grow. I am friends with Amy Landino, who is a YouTuber. She was in episode four of the podcast talking about using YouTube to grow your business. And she has a book that was in your box and she shared it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what is this box? It sounds amazing. (laughs) Yes, we actually had her in a box this summer that was themed around video marketing. So just to give you your, your listeners some context of what the box is, it is a monthly subscription box and online community for female entrepreneurs. So every box is going to be based around a theme that's going to help you with your business growth. So we include a book every month. We include access to an online training every month. And then four to six items like chic office supplies, tech gadgets, stationary pens, that type of thing. And so what makes us a little bit different than some of the other just typical subscription boxes of stuff is that we are super invested in personal development and just growing our knowledge base of how we run our business and and then growing that community together. And so, yeah, we included Amy's book and it was a huge hit because it's got massive amounts of great training for video blogging and just video marketing in general. So uh, should I just dive right into the story of how I started the box? Yeah. Where did the idea come from? Because it's a genius idea that so many people (laughs) need this. Yes. Okay. So back in 2011, I launched my first business called Grow Web Marketing. It was an all-female website design and development service. So I had just left corporate America and um, I had my my daughter, McKenna, who is now seven. And I just had this mindset shift. I wanted to do my own thing. So fast forward six years into running that business. It was very successful. We loved working with all these women entrepreneurs, but I was just getting a little bit lonely behind the screen. And I couldn't quite put my finger on what was going on. I just know that I thrive in community and I didn't feel like I had that. And so I started looking for these communities online. I was finding a lot of Facebook groups, and in particular, I found the Boss Moms group, which is another reason, another way you and I got connected, pretty much. Um, so fast forward again to this moment in my career, in my entrepreneurial career, where I was just like, okay, I'm getting bored behind the screen. I need to find something else that is going to fulfill this side of me, is going to create an income. And so one, just by chance, one day I was thinking about these subscription boxes because I kind of subscribe to several subscription boxes. I just love getting happy mail and it's super fun because it's this product discovery and it's surprises. I love stitch fix, Yogi surprise, several others. So I, I looked around on crate joy. Crate joy is this marketplace of subscription boxes. Think of like Etsy, the marketplace, but for subscription boxes. And I'm looking for something that's serving female entrepreneurs and I'm not really finding anything other than boxes for like self-care where there's bath bombs or, you know, sleep masks and lotions, things like that. So that's where the idea was born. I, I, I thought to myself, if I put some, some items in a box that serves the same audience that I'm already serving, this might be a good idea. I'm not sure yet, but it might be a good idea. So I literally looked back through my own finances as a woman business owner to see what I was spending my money on. And I saw books, lots and lots of books. 
lots of online trainings, probably, you know, half of which I didn't make them all the way through because that's what happens. And office supplies. I'm one of those people that likes to buy pretty pink pens or sparkly inspirational um, prints for my office. I don't, I'm, I need something that's going to inspire me. So I decided to put those three things into those three categories of items into the box, started asking colleagues about it and did a pre-launch and was able to sell, I think I sold 42 in my pre-sale, which gave me enough confidence and startup capital to really dive in and launch it as a real business. Okay. Let's go into that. How did you pre-launch? Who did you pre-launch to? Yeah, so I pre-launched, it took me about six weeks to pre-launch where I created a, a one-page um, website, which was my landing page. In exchange for giving me your email address, you were entering to um, win a one-year subscription, which was a pretty big prize. Um, in hindsight, I probably didn't need to make it that large, but I wanted to, you know, go in with a bang. You know what I mean? So I started creating my social media channels. I started talking about it genuinely in Facebook groups that had my ideal target audience because I am my target audience too. So it felt very genuine when I would talk to people about it. I would ask my email list and my social media followers um, what they wanted to see in the box. They could you know, make suggestions of books or make suggestions of items. I would post a picture, for example, of two different items and I'd say this or that, make your vote. And that type of thing and, and really involving them in the decision-making process got them emotionally invested in my business. And they were primed to buy when I finally opened up that pre-sale cart. And the pre-sale was literally just a one-week sale to my followers only, to my email subscribers. Um, and it, it gave them first dibs. And so that's how I launched. And that was two years ago this month in October 2016 is when we sent our first boxes. That's awesome. Okay, now creating the landing page. Mm -hmm. Once it was created, how did you drive traffic to it? I used, I barely used any Facebook ads. I used a few, but mostly through those Facebook groups that I was part of. Um, I was a part of the Boss Moms group and a few others that um, that were local. And at the time, that was what was driving the traffic when because it was new. It was a new concept too. So people were really excited about it. And it's so funny because, you know, I flashed all these pictures of beautiful office supplies or cool tech gadgets and what we found was that people join for the stuff, but then they stick around for the community. So a couple months in, I started putting a lot more effort into building this community around the box where we could discuss the books together as a book study. We could talk about the online trainings and they could uh, weigh in on business decisions. And that's when it really started taking off. And that was right, right around month four. I launched a referral program and really dove into building my own online community rather than relying on other communities. And that's when the snowball effect really came into play. Um, and that coincidentally was the same month that I went to the first Boss Mom retreat. And I truly believe that going to in-person events and getting that FaceTime with people, not only your colleagues and your online friends, but also your target audience are so crucial for the future success of your business. 
I could not agree more. And I didn't just start going to events until I hired my first business coach, which actually came out of an event. The first event I went to was with, again, somebody who does um, something very similar to what I do, Lisa Simone Mm -hmm. Richards. I interview her in episode seven about turning PR into publicity. And she said, oh, my business coach, her business coach is having an event in Orlando. Why don't you meet me there? Because she's from Canada Ooh. and I'm in South Florida. And I ended up hiring that person as a coach. And I have gone to countless events. You and I first met in person at the Boss Mom Retreat um, mm-hmm. just um, this fall. And I could not agree more that you definitely have to get in front of people and talk to people and you learn from them as well. I mean, you can go in thinking, oh, I'm here to promote my business and, you know, promote my stuff. But you actually meet some pretty cool people that you you want to be friends with and you actually start working together, which is awesome. So I love that. What was it about that event and other events that you think helped you build Sparkle Hustle grow a little bit more? I think a lot of it has to do with visibility and you're, you have to show up to be seen. So when you're out there and you're talking to people in real life, they just get more emotionally invested in you. And then they can give you, if you're listening, I'm a really good listener in those types of environments. So I just pulled so much information from these women. Like I would ask them a lot of questions and actually listen to what they were saying and then pivot my business based off of these trends that I was hearing. And I think just having, because we run so many, most of us, well, I shouldn't say most of us, so many of us run online businesses and it really removes that personal factor from it. Just getting that in-person time to actually hug someone to, or to shake their hand or to support them and allow others to support you. I think that's what it comes down to. And those people that I met at that first event became subscribers became supporters. They became guest experts where I brought them in and they were showcased for their talents. And, you know, I've purchased books off of so many of them. So I I think building that in-person relationship can, it's, it was just so such a game changer for me. Now tell me how that works. We know who the box is for. It's for female mm-hmm. entrepreneurs who are looking to start and or grow a business. But what if you already are a successful female entrepreneur and you want to get in the box to get more visibility. Yes, absolutely. We are always looking for new books, new trainings to feature. And so we have a website at sparklehustlegrow.com. We have a form. If you go to the footer, you can um, submit your product or your course there. And what I would suggest is for people to reach out directly to me. I'm on on social media, um, or you can follow at Sparkle Hustle Grow on Facebook or Instagram and message us through those channels. Building the relationship is the best way to do it. The people that just send us an email and say, Hey, I just found out about you. Can I put my X, Y, Z in your box? And that's, there's nothing warm about that. I really value building those relationships and I believe in making collaborations a win-win. So if I'm going to include your book, how are you going to promote it to your audience as well? So you got to make it a win-win no matter what. And that's, that's what I aim for with all of my collaborations. It's like the same thing as pitching the media. Like, don't just reach out and only think about what's in it for you, but Mm -hmm. how is it going to be a win-win? Okay, cool. I like that. Now, tell me a little bit more about when you started, because I was asking Jessica, I'm in the service-based business. 
So that's mm-hmm. an easy thing to start. I just use my time and expertise. But when you're in the product-based business, you have like stuff and there's more expenses. <laughs> and in my mind, it's mm-hmm. a little scarier. So talk to me about that because you were also in service before with the website stuff. True. Yes. So when I started Sparkle Hustle Grow, it was completely a side hustle. And I was still using my web firm as my full-time income. And I really didn't have a budget to start Sparkle Hustle Grow. I used my credit card to register the business and to buy my domain name. And the way that you can um, fund a product-based business, specifically a subscription box business, and you have to remember a subscription box business for the most part is very cyclical. So for me, I batch ship all of my subscribers boxes one day of every month and then the rest of the days of the month they can they're either buying the current box or the next box whereas with Jessica's box hers is ongoing so she's shipping every single day so to get that upfront capital that I needed to buy my custom boxes to buy the first month's products that's where that pre-sale came into play they the people who purchased my box in that pre-sale, we're going to wait between 45 and 60 days to get their first product, kind of like a Kickstarter. You know, when you do a Kickstarter, you are pre-selling everything and the people know, the backers know they're not going to get their product until you actually launch, which might be 60 days, 90 days. So when I did that pre-sale, they knew they were going to be waiting a little bit longer to get their product, but they were getting a better deal. They were getting a special product for being one of the founding members. And through those 40-some sales, I was able to generate about $1,500 in revenue before I even launched to the public. And then I used that money to buy those products, to order those custom boxes. And then while those founding members, those pre-sale orders were waiting, I sent a handwritten card and a $5 Starbucks card saying, while you're waiting for your box, here's a coffee on me. Thank you so much for your support. And that ended up being on social media everywhere. So that started growing my following. That was kind of like where the referrals started coming in because a lot of people don't treat their business like that anymore on that personal level. So that's kind of the way I funded my business. And that's how I coach other subscription box owners or aspiring subscription box owners to launch their business because so many of them are in the same, are in the same place. They don't have a budget to launch. And, um, so I, I recommend a presale. Okay. And I want to talk about that because a lot of people I find too, when it comes to my media mentoring program, I work with people who aren't making any money and they're so afraid to spend money because they're not making any money. And I tell them that's a sign you need to spend money. You need to pay for the knowledge, for the service, for the product. You need mm-hmm. to spend money to get started sometimes. So how hard was that for you? I mean, I know when I started with my first business coach, I put $15,000 on a credit card because I didn't have it laying around. It's not easy. It is scary. How did you move past that? And since you are also helping other people start their own subscription boxes, how do you help them move past that fear of really getting started and investing? I love that question because for the first six months, I never really thought about it. I just kept pushing forward because I knew I wanted to do it and I felt encouraged, but I was scared, but I was just doing it scared. So I I worked on my- That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do it scared. It it is scary. So, um, but 
at one point when the money was getting a little bit larger as far as my investments in the boxes and the products that type and the advertising, I realized I needed to do some money mindset work. And it all started for me with Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Great. And anytime I got scared or anytime I felt that I was um, feeling down about it, I have it on audiobook and I have a copy of it. And I'll just, you know, just this morning, I put a little bit of it on um, on the audiobook while I was taking my shower just because it helps me get my mindset right. And, um, I, I went through some exercises through some money kind of training and just putting that time and effort into that mindset made a huge difference for me. I got past the, um, fear. I still, it still creeps up on me. Don't get me wrong. So that's when I have to go back and, and like redo some of that training. But in the cycle that I run with the subscription box, I go into each month in debt because I've purchased those products 30, 60, sometimes even 90 days out before I even get a penny from my customers. And so it was crucial for me to to get comfortable with that cycle, but also just to not fear spending money to make money. I love that. And you you talk about you're a badass at making money. I really liked Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. My husband just bought that book, actually. I need to dive into it. That is another great book because you really have to deal with money mindset, not just when you're starting a business, but like you just said, like all through it, because there is going to be a point in your business where you need to spend money to make money. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always have to be that way, but especially when it comes to scaling, whether spending money is paying people on your team buying more product, whatever it is. So I'm glad you mentioned, um, I'm glad you mentioned that in those two books. I'm going to put those two books in the show notes. And I also want to talk about a fun, I mean, I guess it was a fun experience for you (laughs) and how you also grew a little bit just by taking people a little behind the scenes when you tried out for Shark Tank and how your Shark Tank fail was actually a Shark Tank win in disguise. Absolutely. It's so funny. Um, For some reason, people just resonate when I tell them I'm a Shark Tank reject. They just love it. Um, (laughs) So last year, I tried out for Shark Tank at an open casting call in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I waited in line about seven and a half hours in on the concrete in downtown Charlotte in the Carolina sun for about two and a half minutes with an associate producer. And it was just emotionally exhausting. And it was exhilarating at the same time because what I was doing was taking that opportunity to give people a behind the scenes look. You know, I took pictures of the big long lines and I took pictures of me waiting and meeting new friends and, you know, highlighting other people's ideas on my social media. And while I made it to round two and I didn't get past there, I didn't actually make it on the show. I was able to get people interested in me because I was a local gal running my, a small town business that was going for it. And I think people like to see when they, when other people step out of their comfort zone and you get to follow along, they just love that. And then what I did was while that was happening, I reached out to my local TV affiliate that airs Shark Tank and told them, hey guys, I'm right down the road and I just tried out for Shark Tank. I can't tell you if I made it or not because I signed my life away on a contract, but I'm allowed to talk about that I tried out. 
And you know, that makes me so proud that you did. I know. And I, I honestly, I did not have a relationship with this, um, TV station prior to this. I got on their website. I found out their, the, the correct email to send it to. And I wrote a short, but fun email about my shark tank experience so far. And then I let them know that I was available to talk about it. They showed up. They said, literally, can we come to your house today? <laughs> I That's was not prepared how it that works, day. People, short, sweet, yeah. to the point. No press I release. Was, it is what it is. And they moved uh-huh. quick and you let them, like you were ready yeah. for them. I was so not prepared. I, after I got off the phone and agreed to them coming to my home office, which was in my sunroom, it was not this fancy office. Um, I had to get my husband, I'm like, clean the house. I got a shower. They're coming in three hours. <laughs> and it was great. And it's so fun because um, the the story aired that next day. <clears throat> and I was able to share that then with my email list. And I was able to promote that on my social media. And it gave me almost this little bit of street cred that I didn't have prior to. And it just, it gave me more visibility. And it was easy. It's, it's so much easier than people think. And people think mm-hmm. they need to have this big brand and they need to be making money to get media coverage. And really, you just had a cool story. Like we've all heard of Shark Tank, but we don't know the process of it. And you did, and you talked about it, and you were a local person. You mm-hmm. weren't somebody who traveled hours to be there. So that's pretty cool. And if they ever wanted to do a follow-up, you would just call them. You would say, hey, you already know me. You already did this mm-hmm. story. Let's do a follow-up. They would be much more interested. Absolutely. And it's so funny because still to this day, I mean, it's it's been a year, year and a half, and I still have people randomly reach out to me, say, hey, are you allowed to talk, talk about Shark Tank yet? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't make it, but this is what happened. And so people remember that type of thing. Totally. That's so cool. I love your Shark Tank story. When I met you at the Boss Mom Retreat, which I should mention, we keep talking about this Boss Mom Retreat. Go listen to episode two of the podcast. Yes. Dana Malstaff was a guest. She is the boss mom who has these retreats, and she brings everybody together, awesome people like Jessica, like Julie, like me, and that is where we met. And I spoke um, on day one of the retreat, and I talked about my client who was on Shark Tank, made it to an episode made a deal. Now he's in stores, but there's also people like you who Mm -hmm. leverage it. And that's important. Like you could have tried out, you could have not made it to the show and nothing happened, but you Mm -hmm. leveraged that experience to turn it into a story and tell the story. Exactly. So awesome. Okay. Can you tell us anything else? If people are on the fence about making a product or even a subscription box. Let's go there Mm -hmm. because subscription boxes are very trendy. They're very popular and you actually help people start a subscription box business. So just give us a couple of tips, a couple of strategies on what they need to do to get started with a subscription box business. Yeah, absolutely. I coach others at subscription subscriptionboxbootcamp.com. And some of the things that I hear myself saying over and over again is, one, you need to know your market. It is a very um, saturated market, but that doesn't mean there's not room for more. What I mean by that is you just got to niche down. So I'll give you a quick example. If you want to do a subscription box for coffee and tea, there are hundreds of those types of subscription boxes. 
But if you just niche down and say that your coffee and tea subscription box is for new moms or it's for teachers or a very specific audience, that is where you're going to find success. And where you can start your research, um, the best place to start is either Google or CrateJoy. Again, CrateJoy.com is that marketplace of subscription boxes. So you can see what already exists and where there might be gaps in the marketplace. So that's what I tell everyone to start searching there to kind of get a feel for the landscape. And then what I tell my um, coaching students is if you have an idea and it's already been done, that's okay. Just make yours unique. Go to your competitors' listings or their websites, read their reviews, see what people loved, see what people didn't love about that, and then make yours even better. Make it unique and solve their problems. So those are some of the things that I, I tell them up front. And then to start, one of the the most important things, again, is to you have to create that landing page so you can build your email list. Because if Facebook goes down tomorrow, you still have your email list and you still have a group of people that are emotionally invested in your product. They're primed to buy and they're yours. And so building that email list is so super important before you launch your product. And then once it's launched, you continue to nurture it. Just like with if you were a service-based provider, I would be saying the, the same things, um, that you need to have an email list and you need to nurture them. So those are some of the, the topics that we talk about in pre-launch in the boot camp, but we dive much farther into them. What is the favorite part about running a subscription box business? My favorite part is the product curation. So part of receiving a subscription box in most cases, is the product discovery. You are going to be um, exposed to products that you might not find locally, you might not even find online, or that are brand new products. And so I think it is not only the most fun, but the most time-consuming part of my job, but is reaching out to those vendors, finding my guest experts, um, researching new books. I'm reading, I usually am reading between three and four books at any given time, just vetting them for future boxes. And what's the most fun is when that vendor or that author wants to get involved and activate the feature on their end as well. And so that's when my marketing brain just gets super excited about like where we can take this and what kind of giveaway we can do and what kind of value we can bring to our, our collective audience. I love that. Okay, now tell me what the worst part is. I think the worst part is that money mindset. As I mentioned before, I, at this level, so I have about between around, right around 1300 subscribers at this point. And That's to amazing. get that, thank you to get that level of product, that level, that quantity of product in when I need it, I have to buy my, my product usually around 60 days out, sometimes even 90, depending on where it's coming from. And going into each month, that much in the hole is very scary. And again, I had to do that money mindset work. But what's fun with my, the, the way my business is run is everybody gets their boxes shipped on the same day, but everybody also renews their, their subscriptions on the same day. So on the 30th of each month, renewals run. So then I know in my mind that on the 30th, there's going to, or on the 31st or the first of the month, there's going to be money in the bank again. And so I think that's the worst part, but it's just a matter of understanding and, and getting comfortable with it. 
That's very cool. And then the box is to go month to month. It's thirty nine mm-hmm. ninety five. And then as mm-hmm. you buy more months at a time, you save a little bit. You can save. Yeah. If you buy an annual subscription, you get a, a an entire month for free. And it is non-committal. So if you want to skip a month, you can. You can cancel at any time. So and what I really, really think is neat and unique about Sparkle Hustle Grow is that it is truly a business expense. So you can write it off. Um, you got to talk to your accountant about the right way to do that. But it's office supplies. It's online training. It's books. And so we like to call it the best business expense ever. I love it. And if you guys are curious at all, about what is in this box and what this stuff looks like, head to sparklehustlegrow.com because your Mm -hmm. images are beautiful. And it is like a true testament, like as to what these boxes look like and what's inside. I love it all. You have great publicity because you know how to put yourself out there. I love that. Um, Yeah. Hashtag best business expense ever. Awesome, Julie. Is there anything else you want to add? Anything you want to leave with people who want to start something like this on their own, whether it be a product or even a subscription box? Yes. I constantly preach progress over perfection with my subscribers, with myself, with my boot campers, with my husband. Like I try to tell everyone progress over perfection because the problem with perfection is that we'll never start. We'll just keep tweaking our website or we'll never send that email because we're afraid it doesn't sound right. But if we just move forward, we can just we can learn so much from the feedback that we get. And just that forward progression is the only way to go in business. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Julie. You are welcome. This was such a fun conversation. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get on that subscription box list, make sure you check out the show notes for more on Sparkle, Hustle, Grow. I got my box not too long ago and I love it. Everything inside is amazing. And even my six-year-old, my six-year-old daughter was liking some things inside. So I thought that is pretty cool. It's a great box. And I have one more episode for you before we break. Christmas break. I am treating this like school. My kids get a couple of weeks off of school, so hey, the podcast is also taking a couple weeks break. But don't worry, because I can keep you busy in the meantime. If you have not yet checked out Pitch Publicity Profit, please head to MediaMavenAndMore.com slash publicity, and you will get three videos over three days, one video a day, teaching you how to pitch the media how to earn publicity, and how to turn that publicity into profit. It is the quickest way to reach the most amount of people without spending any money on advertising. It is how I grew my business from nothing to multiple six figures, and it is how many other people I work with are building their businesses as well. So check that out at MediaMavenAndMore.com. Next week, we are going to hear from my friend, Heather Stafford, and if you are somebody who shies away from the tech stuff in your business because it scares you, she is going to solve all of your problems. We are not going to get techie, but we are going to talk about how you can implement some more tech in your business because it is a necessity, people. It is 2018, almost 19. I mean, 
you're using tech to listen to this podcast right now. So you have to become friendly with it on the most basic level. And that is what Heather is going to teach us how to do next week. So I will see you all next week. And then after that, I won't see you till next year. And I'm going to talk to you about my plan for 2019, how I set my goals and all of that jazz. So I will see you next week and make it a great day.